That's us. <laughs> That's what it should do at the beginning of every episode. Hannah. Mikey. <laughs> Done. And welcome to the Natural Habitat Podcast. Um, so, uh. Don't really know what we're talking about today. Well, first, out the gate, we're talking NITMAs. Oh, yeah. There was that thing we did. Mm-hmm. NITMAs, they went down. Nitmas happened. <laughs> throwing shit at me? I lost my chew. I on your knee. You lost your a chew? Bless you. Thank you. Bless you. You know what really fucking irks me? What? When people say bless you. It's bless you. Yeah, it's God bless you, my child. If you, I, every time someone goes bless you, I'm like, dude, stop. Bless Pull you. those two apart for me. Bless you. Bless you. <laughs> No, thank you for blushing me, friend. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. It doesn't sound like I want to be blushed. Yeah. Dude, blushing sounds awful. It does. It sounds like being tortured. Yeah, it sounds like an old yeah. way of dying. Yeah. Like getting stoned. Mm-hmm. Like a blushing. Yeah. Give her a thousand blushings. <laughs> Why the fuck that? Give her a thousand blushings. Who knows? <laughs> Give her one thousand blushings. <laughs> Go against the king. You, you sound like fucking Mr. Beasties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Uh, Are we just gonna do the whole podcast like that? Yeah. No. 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 Okay. That's way too rough. That was awful. Way, way you, too rough on my vocal cords. Either, so. I don't have the T to do that. Where's the T? Speaking of. Uh. <coughs> yeah. We, that's something we need in here. In Rogue Media 805, the most all-inclusive multimedia facility on the Central Coast. Some coat throating. Mm-hmm. At, I hate T. Okay. Let's talk Nitmas because we went. To the Nitmas, the New Times Music Awards. We did that. Um, Check. Now, you were going there to get uh, your award. I did. Where is it? <laughs> it's yeah, it's over there. there. It's yeah. up there. You I were, did. You were going there just to just to scoop up your award. That was the original plan. And then I wake up, morning of, this is how I sound now, considering I, I am sick. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were like, oh, by the way, we need you to perform. So I ended up performing and receiving an award. Boom. With like a couple hours notice. Yeah, it turned one out. One practice. It turned out that, uh, the performer for the R&B category got laryngitis, which she gave to you, obviously, because out of jealousy. Cause I, yeah, cause I, I performed. Assume. I feel like it was on the mic. Yeah. And she pro, yeah, she talked into the microphone. Uh, she and, sprinkled a little bit on there. And she was looking at you and she was like, I'm very, you know, happy that I get, that we get I to get see. to watch her perform. Get to watch her perform. And she did. She used the mic right before you too. Cause she was oh, up there talking. And then no. you went up. But it was a different mic. She used the handheld, oh, well the cordless mic. I'm just trying to scare you. It's fine. Well, I mean, I really could have laryngitis, so I do need to think if I really yeah. use that mic right after her. Cause <laughs> yeah. I, I think you just have a case of ligma from the NITMAs, and that's all well, that mean, is. I wish you'd have got that. <laughs> okay, we're back. We had to pause it. We had some technical difficulties. Very technical. Did it's I get turned dream- down? Huh? Did you what? Get turned down. No. That's You're good. Okay. Can you not hear yourself? It's probably just my ears. Probably. I mean... I didn't think about that till right now. Go you do ahead. You do have laryngitis and or ligma. <coughs> ligma. So, um... So, the NITMAs... Did you guys hear about MGK? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the ligma, nit, li, ligma NITMAs um, went down. You performed last minute. They were like, hey, you want to perform? You were like, okay. We put together a set for you. You did it. You killed it. Did a great job. Um, thank you. But my point was that we had green room access at the Fremont Theater. We did. That was so cool. Yeah, it's always fun. 
It's one of my favorite things is to try to smoke weed in green rooms. They made us try. They were like, do this. Yeah, they were like, hey, do you have weed? Smoke it. And I was like, oh, okay. And it's like, <laughs> hey, y'all, uh, come with me. Mm-hmm. I remember at, uh, at Slow Brew, the old Slow Brew, we were performing there. Ooh, lucky. And we had, siege. yeah, that, that venue was like one of my favorites. Yeah, it's it was nice. real intimate. Uh huh. And, uh, Nobody's allowed to sit. You just have to stand. Yeah, and the stage is like super tall. Mm-hmm. Like I think the the I've floor of the stage is like eight fucking feet tall, and no, it's not that tall. Yeah, but it's like <laughs> five feet at least. It's really tall. Yeah, it's, it's pretty like tall. Up I'd to say like, like four, head level. Three, four. And then uh, and you're like right on top of the crowd. The crowd's right there. Yeah. Or when you're watching the show, I like right. that they don't give them the opportunity to sit down. Yeah. You don't. You you know they clear that space out at the Fremont, and that's really nice so that people can dance and stuff, but. Having no option makes everybody dance. Yeah. Because everyone gets into it. Once you start feeling the music, you're not bobbing your head sitting down. You're bobbing your body standing up. So. And, I mean, the Fremont makes it a little easier because there are seats, so it's more natural to perform to a bunch of people sitting down because you're looking out at, like, an amphitheater full of seats. That's true. But, like, it's the worst when you're in, like, a club or a bar or something and everybody's just sitting, yeah. like, at tables very far That's away. That's honestly a fear I have. As far away as – and you're just singing to nobody. <laughs> it's, Aww, it sucks. That does sound like it would suck. Yeah, it does, and it's gonna happen a lot. But that's Don't. part of the thing. God, fuck. I can't tell you how many times I've done that. But I'm gonna tell you. But it's worth it. I'm gonna for, go to New Jersey. It's worth it for the few people that you have that are up there rocking with you because there always will be a few people there, like you know, friends and homies yeah, and shit. I was able to give eye contact to people, so that was cool. And then the people that are gonna be sitting down the whole time, but you end up turning and like halfway through the show. They either come up or you see them like, you know, like their attention shifts to you. And instead of talking at the table, they're like, you know, turned and watching you. And then they like cheer at the end of something and then they come and give you props afterwards. That's that's cool. too. It's worth it for that. Yeah, that's cool, too. So it's all it's all a growing experience, a ego growing experience. (laughs) That's what it sounds like. Like that guy tells you you're great and it's worth it. Don't show me memes and make me read them in the middle of the podcast. No, I'm not even going to look at it. I'm going to tag you in it. I know it's the Pikachu face, and that's it. Yeah, uh, tag me in it. That's the thing that people do. Mikey, you're a buzzkill. You don't hand someone a meme in the middle of an audio podcast. Hey, you do, because then you just start laughing. And then what? Describe the meme. Describe I can read it for you. The meme. <laughs> Those Pikachu face memes are fucking great. Don't even. Yeah, I guess it'd be easy to describe. Read the meme to everybody. I'm done. <coughs> No, now that it's a thing, everybody wants to know no. what the meme is. It's gone. I can't find it. <coughs> it's still right there, isn't it? You just locked your phone. <coughs> I don't know. Password, dude. Did you change my password when you mm-hmm. locked it? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, <coughs> so. Anyways. <coughs> Jesus. The Nitmas were great. They were really good. Um, so Steve Harvey. <laughs> no, you little bitch. Don't read hey, it. Hey, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mikey. Why am I not? You tagged me because in this meme and now I'm not supposed to read it? I'm done. I'm quitting this podcast. Steve Harvey asked sexually suggestive question on Family Feud. Contestant gives sexually suggestive answer. Steve Harvey. And then it shows the shocked Pikachu. So but he has a right Steve now. Harvey mustache. I hate you so much. That's what he does. Did you check out of this podcast? Is yeah. that what happened? You're done? I'm checking out. All right. Well, 
today we have Detroit in the studio. We do. It's going to be a great one. Yes, we do. <laughs> He's here right now. He's ready. So we're going to do an interview with him. He's a local artist here from San Luis Obispo, California, and uh, he's been making some really good music in here at Rogue Media 805. So we have an exclusive interview with him that is coming up right now. You got anything else you want to add? No. no. Good luck out there, Detroit. And good luck to Hannah on her ligamentmas. <laughs> it's laryngitis. Okay. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> I mean, here we go. <laughs> it's not the end, it's the beginning. I don't drink soda. Thank you for tuning in to the Natural Habitat Podcast, everybody. My name is Mikey Booyah. I am joined by my good friend, Detroit. Yes, sir. Thank you for coming in today, my friend. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Um, now, we met recently through Hannah. Um, you're a friend of hers. She and was I doing a track. When, how'd you guys meet? I met her. <coughs> she came over to my apartment for a kickback for beer pong. Mm-hmm. One of my good friends, KOS. And, uh, yeah, we, we talked about doing music and I didn't rap for her until two weeks ago. Really? Yeah. See, that's our, she that's, always was very adamant about it, very forceful about me rapping in front of her. Yeah. And I didn't do it until KOS's birthday. That's, that's funny because it's kind of a similar story with, with Hannah and myself is that we used to work together a couple years ago. And she was like, oh, I could sing, I could sing. And I was like, I can rap. And we never really like listened to each other's music. You know what I mean? We just kind of talked about it. Yeah. I was aware of the fact that she sang, but I never really heard her sing. Yeah. <laughs> she she knew that I rapped, but she never heard me rap. She just, but I heard her sing, but she never heard me rap. Yeah. So it was kind of the same thing with us. And then we got in here, made a song, and then it was over. It's been ever since. So that's crazy. Like A1 sauce. So, so the time that you came in here to do the song with her, that was the first time that you guys had actually officially collaborated together. Yeah. That's crazy. She sent it. She, uh, after, after, uh, KOS's birthday, she, uh, said, I, I got a song I want you to do. Two days later, she sent it. And then the day I came over and recorded it, the day I finished it. Crazy. Or wrote it, whatever. Yeah. I remember she did the song and she was like, I know this guy. So at this point, she hadn't even heard you rap yet. And she was like, I know this guy that raps really good, and I want him to be on the song. And she was like, is that okay with you? And I was like, it's your song. Like, you you can get whoever you want on it. Like, I don't know this guy, so it's up to you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she had you come in like a couple days later. And uh, one thing that that I will say without this becoming like a weird moment is that <laughs> It's that your your style and your flow definitely do impress me. They're they're on point. Everything's nice and like the words are all in the right spot. You know, shit rhymes. This is stuff that you don't get a lot with, you know, up and coming artists or new school artists. It's just the basics. Yeah, there's no there's no mumbly stuff. It reminds me of old school hip hop is what your 90s. shit reminds me of. Yeah, I like it. I like the influence of it. I think we have the same influences. And I like 
my first influence. Truthfully, Get up on that microphone. Oh, my influence is truthfully before before anything, like before, like I actually started getting into music. Like I listen to music and I like metaphors. I like things that catch me off guard and make me think. Was ludicrous before anybody. Ludicrous really like had me like. Ooh, this dude's bars is hard. Yeah. Like, like, well, how you come up with that? And then my cousin, he got me into the music and his punchlines and metaphors is just off the chain. So Ludacris always had, uh, he had the tracks called Mouthing Off. And that was just him. Like, it wasn't a freestyle, but it was just like off the top. Off the, just uh, like off his first, was it, was it, are you talking about Four Eyes? Uh, yeah, the one with Four Eyes. Four Eyes. That's, that's my favorite. That's my favorite mm-hmm. track right there. And it's just, it's just full of metaphors. Meta- metaphors out the game. Mm-hmm. I, he said, uh, I get more, I get more ass than most. Call me Seymour Butts. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Chris is dope. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, what was the name of that track? I'm gonna pull that up. Four Eyes. Was it called Four Eyes? Mm-hmm. Or was the dude that was in it called Four Eyes? Four Eyes. I got the album on my phone. I think it's called Four Eyes. Uh, no, oh, it was called Mouthing Off. Yeah. So we were we were talking about the same track because I was like, he had really? this, he had this track called Mouthing. Was Off. it a video? Uh, no, I think that was just like uh, I think that was just for the song like. Oh, just like the cover art. Yeah. Oh, okay. Or just like a picture of both of them together. I don't think it was. I didn't know that who that dude's name was. That's crazy. I never knew his name. Let's see, we'll find out if it's a video right now. No. That dude look hella old. I make dude. niggas eat dirt and fart dust. dust. They give you an $80 gift certificate, the pussies are rushed. I eat the whole pie and leave nothing but the crust. So you can feel what it's like with instinct but no guts. A sack with no nuts or a mac with no slut. So dope. So dope. The whole thing on whole, point. The whole thing from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. From top to bottom. So that that was one thing that grabbed me when you came in here and when you did a verse, I was like, "Wow, this fool's lyrical. Like he actually has like you got bars, and you have a cool sound. You have like this this style, and uh, I think it's dope, man. So I just wanted to give you props on that real quick. Yeah, I want to give you props for helping me helping me find my sound, especially with the thing because there's not one like even though I want to redo a couple, but that has something to do more with how I pronunciate certain things in my delivery. But as far as my sound go, you're one of the dopest producers I didn't, that's engineered me thus far today since 2000, since 2006. Yeah, 2006. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate that. And I'm glad that I could help, you know, on the real. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so how long have you been making music? I started writing actually music, like rapping, like first song I actually wrote. That was mine. I was 16. I started actually writing. Music and freestyling when I was 13, freshman year in high school. Mm-hmm. I was baby DMX because I was hella loud. <laughs> hella loud. And how old are you now? 28. Nice. So, uh, so 16 was when you first started. When I, for 16 was when I recorded my first track. Okay. First track was off of the games, uh, Start My Life from Scratch. Mm-hmm. And it was with a TMB crew in Oceano. So then, uh, after that, I never recorded nothing until I moved to Fresno. And then that's where I learned how to record actual music. Mm-hmm. So dude out there, I can't remember his name for sh- nothing at all. So therefore he taught me how to deliver, how to pronunciate, how to do all that. Cause I couldn't do a hook. It was a, uh, the song we did was, uh, I kind of like 
remade uh, 50 cents when it rains it pours. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do the delivery right. So he went in there and did it, showed me. And then the more I listened to it, the more I caught the concept of how to get the delivery. Yeah. That's what a lot of people miss yeah. is the delivery aspects. And I think that it comes from like the most helpful thing that you could do is to actually record. And a lot of people don't really see it that way. They'll, they'll write their lyrics, they'll sing their lyrics, and they're like, oh, I got it. I got this. Look at this dope verse. That doesn't mean shit unless you can record it and it could sound good. It's, see, to me, when I write my music, no matter where if it's a hook, I have to go over it because if it doesn't flow all the way through, especially with the beat, I have to, before I go in the booth, I have to get it 100% down before I even think about recording it. Yeah. Like I have to memorize my verse from top to bottom. If it's not memorized, if it's not memorized in my head, then it's not ready. Yeah, that's that's another thing that I'll say when you come in, you're ready. You know what you're doing. Which... I, mem- I memorize everything. Mm-hmm. I memorize every verse. I, that's one of my things. I have to remember it because to me, if it's not memorized, then you can't get your delivery right. You can't. It doesn't have to flow right. It just doesn't sit well because I listen to every snare, snap, and drum that's on the instrumental. Mm. That's what keeps my flow just with, you know. Yeah, keeps everything timed. Exactly. So that's uh that that's kind of like what I do is I'll record a verse or record a song and then I'll just kind of sit on it for a while and listen to it and get more familiar with it memorize everything and then i'll come back and i'll record it again for a second time that's usually what happens a lot is i'll do like a rough recording that'll be the first like reference mix and then i'll come back and do a second recording with like ultra confidence so i know everything in there but i think that you do a lot of the preparing beforehand so where you're for the first take you're already ready you got all your breaths timed out and everything yeah that too and i learned a lot of that from when i was uh when I was younger, being locked up and stuff, like I listened to a like another thing. A lot of not a lot of people don't like to do is listen to other artists, especially that's like on their level or better than them. Like I'm cocky, whatever the case may be. I would never admit if someone's better than me, but you will know that I like an individual if I can sit there and ask them questions about something that they're doing. There's this one dude named Nightmare. He was the dopest freestyler till this day from Lancaster that I've ever met in my life. He can literally rap, free, freestyle, and tell a story about any and everything. He can point out an object. You can point out any and everything, and he'll rap about it. Yeah. Point out a person, he's going to rap about you. And it was dope, and I asked him, how does he do that? He said, it's not a thinking process. You have to know what you're talking about beforehand. As a, or as a freestyle artist, you got to know what it is you're talking about, it, so it's not a thinking process. Yeah, you're already three lines ahead. As, like as your mouth's moving, you're not even thinking about that anymore. You're thinking about what's going to come next and piecing all that together. Exactly. It's like a weird, it's, it's a, a weird it's, autopilot thing. Yes, yeah, it's, it's hella weird because I was, I used to be trash at freestyling, but what got me better was battling other people, mm-hmm. freestyle battling. And I used to do it mainly in Santa Maria with my boy Smurf. Smurf is dope as a freestyle artist and he helped me get better as an artist, even when he used to talk talk shit on me i used to i used to love it because he's okay for sure but he helped me get better as a freestyle so i i uh i thank him for me as a as a freestyle artist amongst other people yeah i think that uh, a lot of it just comes with practice you know a lot of like like delivery and recording comes with practice freestyling definitely comes with practice you just got to be with people that 
you're comfortable with, like you said, people that are like on your level or above your level. So that way you can be challenged instead of, you know, I, I could go to, you know, a house party full of 15 year old kids and be the dopest freestyler there. And I could hit that every weekend and just battle everyone and always win. But I wouldn't really grow because I wouldn't challenge myself, you know. You gotta, it's like chess. Like if you play someone at chess that's at your same skill level and you're winning or it's coming out back and forth, no one's gonna progress as a, as a chess player. Yeah. You have to play someone who's like at least three skill levels above you. And there's a lot of people that don't even, like you said, don't even listen to other people's music where, I mean, that's, I think that's one of the most important things is that if you're gonna be a part of, if you're gonna be a part of something, you should be aware of all of the active elements of that thing. You know what I mean? Not not be totally versed in them to where you can, you know, spit all these facts about everyone, but at least be aware of, of things that are going on, you know what I mean? Like for instance, uh like I don't like my, I don't like the new age music mm. personally, but as of lately, being around most most of the everyone around me is around that age is younger than me so it's like me listening to the mumble rap i'm starting to get a sound and a sense of what everyone likes you feel me mm-hmm. but i'm not going to i'm going to make the music that they like but at the same time keep stay true to myself yeah but then but then maybe you could take you know out of out of this new school music there's maybe 10 elements oh, that, yeah. that that people love you could take maybe one that you also like and appreciate Savage. And then kind of take that and apply that to your own art. And I think that's what, that's what it's all about. Everybody works off of each other. Cause Lil I Wayne know, did. Cause I know people like, uh, I know someone who is like an independent artist, independent rapper. And I'm not going to say who he is, but he knows who he is if he hears this. And he told me, um, I don't listen to anybody's music. And I'm like, what? And he's like, I don't listen to any music. Like any, like independent artists, any famous people, none of that, because I don't want my music to be influenced by their music. And I'm like, well, then you're, you're kind of running blind, like, in, <laughs> like you're running blind into battle, not knowing what anybody else is doing. And he's like, yeah, I don't want to, I don't even, I don't even listen he's to not, it. He's not being, he's lying. Yeah, definitely. He definitely, definitely for some fact, you can't not listen to other music without, you can't go anywhere. Anywhere. Yeah. Nowhere. He's, I'll listen to music. He's saying that he'll listen to like rock music or fucking like old, That's you know, still, Led Zeppelin or whatever. That could still influence your That can definitely music. still influence your music. Exactly. Because how do you think all these others get these samples and all these other things to influence their music? Mm-hmm. Every music is sampled and recycled to influence every generation. Have you seen a... They do some YouTube show and I forget who does it, but... <clears throat> It's called, uh, it's called like behind the beat or behind the sample or something. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not even, I'm, only time I'm on YouTube is when everyone else is on YouTube. Dude, YouTube's where it's at. This is a new TV, man. You wanna know what I, you wanna know what I watch on YouTube? What do you watch? Dragon Ball material. Anything that has to do with Dragon Ball Z, Super Movie, I'm on it. I'm, yeah? Yes. You've been in, dra- you've been in Dragon Ball Z forever? Since, since was, you were a kid? Since I was like 10. Yeah. <laughs> since I was 10. See, I never got into Dragon Ball Z, but all of my homies were. The dopest. See, see, the thing about that show is that I like so much about it is the uh, the um, the uh, values it it shows as like for each character, like Goku, for instance, his values for his family and friends is such high. He holds family and friends at a high value. Yeah. So me growing up watching how he, you know, I kind of like I like that, you know. You, he values his family. He values his friends. You know, and he values the people around him. Mm. You know, they're first. 
him second, and so on and so forth. That's dope. That's a good way to be. Okay. So, uh, so it's safe to say that Dragon Ball Z kind of instilled some morals into you. Definitely. Up? Yeah. Not just the people around me, but you know, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of TV shows, especially like that I watch. I grew up watching a lot of, uh, not just black TV shows, but white TV shows. And like, I grew up watching Growing Pains, Family Matters. You fucking the Sabrina, the Teenage Witch. You mm. know, I watch everything. You feel me? I didn't hold nothing. I I liked everything. Yeah, we're we're only a few years apart, so I think we probably grew up watching the same shit. Double Dare two thousand, dude. You see that Double Dare's coming back, bro? They got they getting their own thing on on what is it Netflix? Yeah, Nick. Uh huh. I'm on there, Rugrats, dude. Yep, and fucking Double that- Dare with Mark Summers. Mark Summers is on, the host they're remaking and everything. It? They're remaking it. No, I want it's to- already back. Here, look, we're gonna watch a trailer for it. No, I I want to I want to see the whole <laughs> Double Dare two thousand. That's where it's at. Yeah, but I from what I saw, it looks like they kind of did a pretty good job. What was that other TV? That other game show on Disney Channel, though. Um, it's, God, there's so many. No, Disney Channel, Nickelodeon, Double Dare two thousand had a show on Nickelodeon that came out around the same time. And you okay? You remember dinosaurs? Uh huh. Okay, it, it, dinosaurs. They was around the same time around dinosaurs. All that. Are you afraid of the dark? They were like neck and neck after school program. One would come on on Nick, then the other come on on Disney. I'm not sure. I don't remember. That's what I was thinking. So these are so these are people that were on the show when they were kids twenty years ago. Now <laughs> they're now, now they're adults and now they have their kids on the show. Oh, that's dope! I'm most definitely watching that. And the host looks banging. She looks like old girl from the uh, TV show um, on AMC. Preacher. Yeah, who is that girl? What's her name? Something Summers. No. She's mixed. Mark Summers is supposed to be the host. That sounds like Mark Summers in the back, don't it? Yeah. She looks like Christina Miliana, low-key. She does, right? Low-key, she looks like Christina Miliana, just a little bit. All right, we got to fucking get to the bottom of this. Double Dare 2018. That's not what I wanted to do. (laughs) We need to find out who this girl is. Double Dare, look at that shit. Wow. That's fucking ridiculous. That's hella 90s. That mustache and hairdo is so 90s. All new Double Dare. Is it her? Yeah. What other shows has she... Oh, she was on... I knew she looked... Medea's Boo Boo Halloween. She was She was a little, a little uh, Christian girl. Holier than thou. Um, she like hasn't been in a lot of shit. Just that it seems like. Mm-hmm. I, I knew she looked. She is. Oh my god, man! Look at that smile though. From ear to ear, so beautiful. Yeah. No makeup. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's find her. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Hollywood. Uh, yeah, but that show looks like it's gonna be dope. Double Dare, 
2018. It's called All New Double Dare, I think. Which so, is they, like, so they must have new dares. They got to have new dares. Mm-hmm. It seemed like it was just the old fucking pool noodles and pool noodles. beach balls, like always. <laughs> Honestly, I don't remember too much about that show, but you know what show they should bring back? Are You Afraid of the Dark? I love that show. Dude, that show was legit scary. It was. That's one thing I was scared of. The intro was terrifying. I did not watch it alone. Dude, yeah, <laughs> and there were some dark episodes. I went back and revisited that like recently, like a year ago, because there's a whole look on on YouTube, the place that you don't ever go to. YouTube on YouTube, damn Skippy. There's YouTube a whole, babies, y'all all YouTube babies on mm-hmm. Facebook or Instagram. There's a whole playlist of every episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark, and you can just go through and watch them all in VHS quality. <laughs> I got goosebumps on my Xbox. Yeah, with Kim Possible. Mm-hmm. What else I got? I downloaded anything that I just found remotely reminded me of my childhood. I'm not even going <laughs> So it's safe to say that you're you're into that nostalgia, that old school shit. I'm a '90s baby. Yeah, I got it tatted right, yeah, right there. '90s baby, you can't you can barely see it, but it's '90s. It's '90s quality. Nice with a Z. So right, so right where a right where a three dot like Ice Cube gang tattoo would go says '90s. <laughs> mm-hmm. '90s baby. Dope '90s baby. With a Apostrophe near the Y and a small Z. 90s oh, babies. No, 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 no. Oh, that's just with the 90Z. 90s. Yeah. With a Z. With a Z. Everything is Z's. Fresh. Um, I'm like, I can totally feel you on that because I love older shit. I love like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> I love me some Batman. Gargoyles. Like, gargoyles. All this old stuff from back in the day is like, where was that? And then. Shows now, you get like hit and miss. Some of them are good. Like, Did you see you... the new remake of the Magic School Bus? I think I saw like one episode. It's with her sister. Her sister's the teacher. What? It's the teacher's sister? Yeah, it's Miss Frizz's sister. No way. Yes, I think I was watching it on either Hulu or Netflix, but I watched the new Magic School Bus. I watched the whole season, I think. And was it good? I don't know. Well, huh? you watched the whole season, you think, so it sounds pretty good. I don't know. I, I, I was stoned. I was smoked out. I don't remember too much about it. <laughs> fucking moked out or fell asleep what did it do so when when did you start doing mokes all right first of all let's talk about that i hate i hated mokes last year around this time i hated mokes everyone used to do mokes i tried it because i was like okay you know i smoke a blunt smoke a cigarette and get hella high so for people that don't know explain what mokes are well what mokes are it's marijuana and tobacco, your choice. I prefer light blue American spirits. Okay. Hmm. So it's weed and tobacco mixed together out of a bong. It's basically a spliff, but you're smoking it out of a bong. Just to the head. Just to the dome. Mm-hmm. Just gone. And that's like a, it's like an old school Philly blunt. It's how they used to roll Phillies. A Philly would be half tobacco, half weed. And the whole purpose of it was to conserve your weed. So yeah. That, so that your weed would stretch out and you could roll twice as many blunts with your bag. Yeah. Now with a bong, it lasts twice as much as that if you don't share it. Yeah. You're saying, though. So, so, so this time last year, you were like, fuck mokes. Yeah. Exactly. Like, this time around last year, I did not, I said, man, y'all crazy. So when I started doing it, I started letting people do it for me because I didn't know what I was doing. I was like, okay, whatever. How much should I put? So people started killing me by putting dumbass tobacco. Okay. So never let nobody pack it for you. Do it your damn self. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and that would make me throw up and I hate throwing up because that means I have to brush my teeth. I have to do the whole nine. Yeah. And I'm not with all that shit. 
So I said, you know what? I'm going to find a way that's comfortable for me to moke, and I'm going to start moking. So when I started doing that, I started grinding it, mixing it with tobacco and weed together. And I started around January or February of, like, of this year, and I ain't never stopped since. I don't smoke blunts like that no more. I don't do bold pieces. I ain't even smoked a cigarette, an actual cigarette with a filter. I haven't put a cigarette to my lips, which I would be lying if I said I smoked a cigarette at least two to three times since I actually quit. Yeah. But other than that, I have never had the urge, and the smell of it is just nasty. So you used to smoke cigarettes. Yeah. And, I mean, you kind of still are with mokes, right? I mean, it all depends on how many mokes you take during the day. I moke all day. Yeah. But it's like, I don't, I moke all day, but like, let's say for instance, if I'm on my Xbox playing 2K, before I start an actual game, I'm going to take a moke. Halftime come, I'm going to take a moke. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the game, I'm going to take a moke. Yeah. I'm basically like, how you would smoke a blunt, I'm going to moke. Yeah. So like, no, I don't feel like I'm smoking a cigarette. No. So it kind of just like, so what's what's the ratio like? Is it is it half and half? Half tobacco. I half grind food? my weed and tobacco together, and then that way it, it it it's not that much tobacco. So if I don't have any actual tobacco, I already got the tobacco because it basically kills the urge to want to smoke a cigarette to me. Yeah, but uh, it's fifty fifty. I put weed on the bottom and tobacco on top. Then you got the other homies that put a uh, tobacco on the bottom and a uh, weed on top. Mm-hmm. Tobacco on top burns faster and it doesn't dirty your bong as much. So it doesn't keep the taste of tobacco on the bowl stem or on around the, uh, the bottom of the edge of the bowl piece. Yeah. Cause it will, it's not, yeah. All the tar and shit. Yeah. I clean my bong at least two to three times a week. That's, uh, see, I still, I still haven't done it. You I smoke still, cigarettes, right? Yeah. All right. You're going to try one with me. I smoke cigarettes and I smoke Halloween. All right, see, 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 it works. I, I bet you, if you want to start smoking cigarettes, I'm gonna tell you a secret. I don't know why I'm whispering. It's all right, but I'm gonna tell you a secret. Lay it on me. All right, now, if you smoke weed, you on probation, right? Mm-hmm. And let's say you smoke cigarettes, right? I will tell you this. I haven't tested dirty yet. What for weed? Mm-hmm. All right, look. <laughs> Dead serious. Before I walked in to see my PO, right? I took a fat bone log. Now, no, it's like 12 o'clock. So, no, I wake up hella early. So, you know, I smoked beforehand when I woke up before 12 o'clock. And yeah. So, I'm going to take this moment. Now, I smoke every day. Now, the thing that the test strip, it automatically shows once it, well, yeah, the urine and all the other good shit come together. And it shows every drug thing and everything's coming up clean 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 now when it comes to my, like he knows i smoke so it's not supposed to be clean yeah at all and then i'm like so how, how am i doing over there you're clean for everything for everything i'm like hold on what for everything for everything i'm like even for weed he's like yeah even for weed i'm like no you're lying he's like why i'm like i can't be clean for weed i just smoked i've been smoking every day there has not been a day i haven't smoked He's like, really? You just took a, you just took a hit right now. I'm like, right now. He looked at it. I looked at it. He looked at me. He says, right now. I'm like, right now. He was so, I'm like, oh shoot. <laughs> to me personally, the most have been doing it. I'm not even going to lie to you, but don't take my word for it. It might be. I mean, it could, it could have something to do with like, uh, you know, cuts of the small amounts. 
and because it's mixed with something else, so it's not just straight weed smoke. Maybe it leaves your system faster instead of it being there for 30 days. Maybe it's only there for like, you know, it, 12 hours or some shit. Because it wasn't like it was fully clean, but it was it was to the point that it was not even there. Yeah, there's to, like a faint line. Exactly. To and, where he was like, you're clean. I'm like, and it could have been. Possible? It could have been because, you know, you, you had slept all night. And then maybe if you didn't like moke right before bed that night, so you had like a good twelve hour chunk where, where I go to you sleep at four twenty a.m. And then okay, yeah. So I don't go. To, I don't sleep twelve hours. I don't sleep nowhere past six hours at once. Everyone else is supposed to be sleep. I have insomnia. Yeah, my mom used to do that. My mom would fucking sleep like four and a half hours a night every night. And fucking just like get up and be totally refreshed and go to work. And I'm like, how the fuck do you do that? Like, I don't know how it's, it's, I blame it. I don't know. I sleep like seven hours. I'm still tired. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm high all the time, so I can't tell. <laughs> hey, you know, have you ever been at, you ever been at work and you're not high? Cause this has happened to me for all week since I started working. I've yeah. been high. I ain't been high. I take a, my good moking bait, go to work. Cool. And then next thing you know, I'm hella tired. Like, damn, my eyes won't stay open. I'm like, I'm like, dang. I'm falling asleep. I'm yeah. like, that's your, I think that's just a job. Jobs will do that. Or it could be, you know, like you crash from the weed sometimes. Or do you, do you drink like energy drinks or anything like that? Hell no. I have ADHD. You, I will be bouncing. I, <clears throat> it's probably the weed because that'll, that'll happen to me too. Like it usually it only happens at work. Yeah. It's when you're at work, it's when it's like the bright lights, when you, when you aren't like relaxed, when you're kind of like, you know, at attention, like, yes, sir, can I help you, sir, or shit like that. But I'm, a, hey, literally, I don't know. I think I need, they need to get me out that bag. I'm, they killing me back there. I'm doing one thing and I think that's what's doing it because I get sleepy. Mm-hmm. Doing the same thing over and over. That's ridiculous. I don't know. Well, I mean, uh, hopefully you won't be able to, uh, you don't have to deal with that any longer because everybody's going to get that Spotify money and we're all going to blow up. <laughs> Boom. Uh, there's that's a- the plan. There's actually a uh, a new track from Hanaya that's out now on our SoundCloud and will be on Spotify shortly within the next couple of weeks featuring you called Somebody. And What that- about favorite songs by her? Mm-hmm. And if everybody wants to help Detroit stop falling asleep at work, and get them out of the back of the store, then you can go there and you can play that song, and you can give you give stream. it a stream. Just stream. That's all. That's all we ask. Just get a nice stream. Tell your friends, and if you really want to support, you can buy it on iTunes for ninety nine cents. For ninety nine cents, that you could shit. buy the song to support us. Mm-hmm. That's a twenty minute phone call, and you know the early two thousands back when one one eight hundred one eight collect was a thing or whatever. Yeah, when they had payphones. Yeah. You gotta, hey, hey, this, I, I want to see a payphone. I want to just go to a payphone and do a shoot a music video. Dude, I saw one recently, and I fucking I like picked up the receiver, and it was all gross and nasty, and fucking you know just we clean it. The worst people were were touching it. I held it up to my ear. Did you actually put it to your ear? Well, not up against my ear, but I like put it near my ear so I could hear it. Did you have something in your hand when you grabbed the receiver? Yeah, handkerchief, like a, like an old timey, like detective handkerchief. <laughs> Sherlock Holmes handkerchief? Uh huh. Yeah, I kind of did that. I had an evidence bag just in case. Did you see the new trailer? Oh yeah, I did. That looks hella funny. Oh my god. Did I they wasn't ready. Out? Hold on. I seen it on Snapchat. 
I just saw I just saw like a really short one. <coughs> bro. bro, watch that sna- No, I seen it on YouTube. Me and Levi seen it on YouTube. Leviticus and I will you guys will be seeing Leviticus and I soon. But yeah, I'm bro. You don't even understand. That shit is so funny. <laughs> they oh like bro, like oh that, bro, he did that. Let's see. This guy? Yes. Holmes and Watson trailer. This is one of the movies I will be seeing next to Dragon Ball Super next year. And Dr. John Watson. I love you. Watson! Oh! What a look out, right? She is stunning. <laughs> Legendary pair, though. <laughs> Sherlock Holmes. His methods are ingenious. Right there. He's a master of disguise. What have you done with Sherlock? Why, Watson? I never left. Amazing. And his mind is brilliant. Angle of approach. Compensate for warp and floor. Termination of mosquito. Well done, Holmes. <laughs> Solve this case in four days, or I will kill the queen. Signed, Professor James Moriarty. Or they'll kill the banging ass queen. Yeah, no shit, Sherlock. Shall we begin the autopsy? Doctor Grace Hart, a woman doctor. Impossible. Fortunately, we have a real doctor here. Would you like some heroin? Two days left to live. Solve this case. Her Majesty. Would you mind if we had a picture together? Watson. Who's going to take the photograph? I will take it. You see, it's sort of a self-photograph. He's a real fan. I swear, I never do this. Hey girl! Hey girl! <laughs> Damn. <laughs> he said, hey, girls. <laughs> that looks fucking ridiculous. It does. Mm-hmm. Will Ferrell. That'll Top be f- five favorite white comedian. That'll be good. Yeah. He's fucking... All of his movies are solid. Super old school. My, one of my favorites that is like slept on by a lot of people is the Land of the Lost remake. Did you see that? With him and uh, uh, fucking the Danny McBride. It's nope. good. It's solid. Land of the Lost. Land of the Lost. It's hella funny. Did you see the first purge yet? Uh, yeah. Okay. I've still haven't finished it. I'm yeah. Every time I watch it, it, seems like somebody, the same person, texts the hangout, so I have to go and get them during that movie, and I missed it every time. <laughs> I think, I think I saw the first half of it. At like a homie's house, and then I was like, "Man, I want to finish this." And then I left and never watched it, never finished it. But I need to. Yeah, the first purge. The first purge is pretty dope. Those movies are nuts, dude. Those they have that same feel that uh, because I'm like a horror movie buff myself. So like I, that's another thing I like grew up on, like you know Jason and Freddy Krueger. Yeah, they'll make a lot of scary movies no more. No, but when they do, like. I think the the last one before the purge to really like I didn't I haven't seen none in the purges. No. 
I've only seen the first one, honestly. But see, other than that, no. See, like what it what it does is it like instills this like feeling that makes you uncomfortable, or like sometimes it's like fear, but usually it's like you're just like, ugh, like what the fuck am I watching? Like why am I watching this? Like when you like when you watch someone that's getting attacked during the purge, because that's something that could really happen. Oh yeah, like old boy when he. Put them, strapped them needles to his hand and just, he, he man, there's really people like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's sickening. Just to think if that really happened to the kind of people that would, had enough of everything. Mm-hmm. I wonder how many people said this I'd be on, huh? Yeah, there's a lot of people that when you <laughs> ask them, like, what would you do during the purge? They're like, oh, I'd fucking kill people right away. And you see in their face that, like, they're not joking. You know what I mean? That they're like, oh, if I had free reign to murder people, 100%. I would just start killing random people. And I asked like, two people. They told me they wouldn't unless it was like they'd help if someone else was killing other people. But yeah. they would. But I don't know, man. Or if you have to like protect yourself or something. But to go out to be someone that's hunting, that's actively hunting. Oh, nah, I wouldn't go out there hunting. I would do it, but I would be in a safety zone of family and friends. You see what I mean? That way, you feel me? I'm still getting paid, but. If someone attacks me, I'm purging. Yeah. You feel me? So it's like, it's a, yeah, it's like one of those. But I think that the last movie to, to kind of school it like that was, uh, the hostile movies. If you ever saw any of those. I love the hostile movies. That shit is, it's uncomfortable because that shit can happen and it has happened for real. Like you're, well, that's real. you're watching like a recreation of, well, I mean, people, tourists fucking go and get kidnapped. And, oh yeah. Shit like, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure that there's probably not a place like that, but some rich guy has paid or to, there? to murder a tourist that got kidnapped. 100% that's happened somewhere. And like, just to think about how we had like a, like a fly on the wall view of a recreation of something that some horrible, terrible thing that actually happened to somebody. It's not like, oh, here's a ghost or a vampire. That's never going to fucking happen. You know what I mean? But the mind of the person who wrote that, just to write that, is kind of sickening. Like Stephen King's, he, I love his books, but just to think of the, the the things he think of is crazy. Yeah. So the person to write a script and then a person to imagine it and visually make it happen like i don't know your mind is kind of like i don't know it's something missing yeah his name's eli roth and he's a fucking monster rob zombie's a super monster have you seen 31 no the new halloween movie that he put out a couple years ago it's good it's like it's the most recent rob zombie movie it's really good oh i can't wait to see the new halloween movie yeah Uh, my last michael myers that one's about to drop too yeah i think i think she's gonna die this time yeah, I hope so. Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, she's <laughs> old as hell. They don't. They don't have much more. Yeah, they the, get it's from either her. like she finally kills him once and for all because he like I could have sworn she chopped his head off in the ambulance at one point. Yeah, me too. And I could have sworn Buster Rhymes whooped his ass and like didn't he get on fire? Yeah, he's died in every single possible way, and he'll never. There is a thousand and one ways to die. That's true. So and they've only made what? Maybe like twelve. <laughs> 12 movies. <laughs> I haven't, what, I haven't seen it. They haven't made a new Jason Voorhees, uh, Jason Voorhees. <coughs> no. That's the one that's next. They already did Nightmare on Elm Street, which was a flop. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, Freddy versus Jason was like the last one that he was like involved oh, yeah. in it all. 
Yeah, no, nah, I didn't like that one. Me neither. But uh, when I remember there was this haunted house that they had in Vegas that was designed by the dude who made the Hostel movies, Eli Roth. And it was the most fucked up crazy shit I've ever been in. Did you get to interact with anything? Uh, yeah, kinda. And they, they called me up for like this part where we go in and it's like this big church and there's like, you know, pews on either side and like people like in there praying and shit, like all dressed in black. And then up on the stage was like a, like a crucifix and there was this girl like on the crucifix and she's all bloody and she's like crying and shit. And then they like called me up. I forget how it happened, but she was like, you know, asked for a volunteer or whatever. And I go up there and, uh, she fucking some like some witch or something comes out and she's like running this show and she goes up to the girl that's on the crucifix, pulls her dress up and bites her clit off, rips it off. And then when she rips her head away, just blood like sprays out. Oh, it sprayed on you? On my face, like all <laughs> over me and shit. It was, it was really just water with like a red light on it. So it looked like blood. So it didn't like stain me or anything. Okay. For sure. But I would uh, probably, I don't know. I'll probably freak out kind of maybe. Dude, it's it was insane. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? Did she just bite her pussy off and it just sprayed <laughs> it in my face. Yes. That's exactly what happened. Was this there place music is, playing? Yeah. It was the most terrifying music <laughs> you've ever heard of your life. It was just like, you know, boom, like something from like Indiana Jones when they go underground. <laughs> I've never watched an Indiana Jones movie. Oh, uh, what? Those yeah. are solid. I'm not too, I only like, uh, very few Harrison Ford movies. Yeah. Indiana Jones might be white people shit now that I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> nah, well, I've watched some pretty white shit. You'd be surprised, dog. I'm like, kind of like, you might well, like I'd... it then. No, I wouldn't. No. No. Yeah. Harrison yeah. Ford, uh, it's just something about his movies that just kind of don't appeal to me as much. Yeah. I like old boy from, uh, what's his name? Uh, Richard Gere. I like Richard Gere movies. Yeah. I, I don't know why. So. Richard Gere has more range than Harrison Ford, I think. I don't think Harrison Ford has a lot of different I like styles Star of Wars. acting. Yeah. I mean, everybody does. Yeah. That's, that, about it. that's his best role. But if you think about, <laughs> if you think about him in any other role, he's like the same kind of guy. He's just a toned down Han Solo. Yeah, like top, like like Tommy Lee Jones. Like I like Tommy Lee Jones movies, but not as much. But he makes some good ass movies though. Mm-hmm. It's just the how like yeah. Yeah, Tommy Lee Jones is dope. You know who's the dumbest, most worst actor in the nineties that I could think of right now? Who? As an action, I want you to t- get three guesses. The dumbest action. The dumbest. He makes the dumbest movies. If you ever watch his movies now, then. You would be like, okay, this is some bullshit. Oh no. I'm gonna say, uh, Jackie Chan. No. <laughs> yeah, uh, his movies are dope. His movies, his fighting scenes look very real. Well, yeah. Okay, think about this. I'm gonna give you a hint. Okay. Okay, what's one movie? Okay. Is that a hint? <laughs> <laughs> Close enough. No. <laughs> Motherfuckers bust through a door. Two of them. One kneels, one standing up. You got one lone guy standing there. You let off every round in your chamber, but he shoots both of you guys before he lets loose. Uh, China, small, uh, big, some small China, China uh, some China. Big. Oh, Kurt Russell? No. Is that Kurt Russell in that one? No, maybe big, not Kurt Russell. Big Trouble in Little China? Okay, he's like Kurt Russell, like, but he's more of a, uh, action. Uh, same hair, think of the 90s, straight same, action. <laughs> same hair. <laughs> think Mel, of that hair. Mel Gibson? Not Mel Gibson. You're on the right track. Oh man, I know they have the same hair. Um, fucking um, 
What was one movie? And he didn't talk much. He used to just go around whooping motherfuckers. Steven Seagal. There you go. Dude, okay, yeah. The worst <laughs> 90s action actor in history. Oh, my God. I watched I watched a marathon on AMC of this guy. And there was just, okay, the bar scene. You got four, five guys coming at this one guy. Mm-hmm. And not one of them hits him. He sees them coming at one angle, and then he hit the bartender. Got a little revolver, and he it just so happens to disarm this guy. Yeah, of course. Uh, did you see? I think I seen all these movies as a kid. Uh, Steven Seagal like got <laughs> demonstrating his fucking martial arts. Oh, even with Ja Rule, his movies with Ja Rule. Mm-hmm. Ja Rule's fight scenes look more real than his. Steven Seagal is like best friends with Kim Jong-un now, I guess. Kim Jong-un? Yeah, the leader of North Korea. Oh, him? Isn't Dennis Rodman too? Yeah, well, Steven Seagal is like the new Dennis Rodman. <laughs> For the moment. And then uh he also like, he did a bunch of like cultural appropriation recently where he like, he appropriates like uh Japanese culture. And he'll like, he'll like wear... uh he like wears the full like like Aikido outfit, like just walking around town and shit. And people are like, okay, like I guess that's whatever. And then at one point in an interview, he like uh, he like changed his voice when he was answering questions. Like they were, I think the reporter was like, uh, she she was like Mexican and had like a Spanish accent, and he <coughs> like absorbed the accent halfway through and he was like oh you know when i and like started like talking like her halfway through it and everyone's like what are you doing like talk like yourself like did you ever did you ever hear quentin tarantino i don't watch interviews or nothing quentin tarantino like was i wasn't he didn't he become a cop somewhere at once some point steven seagal yeah yeah like here's his fake martial arts That was hella bullshit. Yeah, f- look, he's not doing anything. It's just like an orchestrated thing where the guy wiggles around and he just kind of... Like WWE. Yeah, exactly. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. And I had just recently watched some of his movies. That was terrible. Where was the kicks, the punches, the just... Oh, here comes another guy. Clothesline. What is this? <laughs> From the top rope. All he did was swing his legs, direct him how to hit the floor. Yeah. And look how fucking... Look how gassed out he is and tired. There's a video like this of... uh Of Elvis. <laughs> Elvis doing karate. That's fucking. <laughs> Claw him in the face. Or is that. I remember him doing karate, but I mostly remember when he would be doing karate, he decided to show off and he liked to pick me up by my, uh, by my head. Cross my path 
all this pain for the geese. He just, look, he's high as fuck on pills, all right? He's just on, like, crazy quaaludes right now. He just want to do karate. He's like Fat Elvis. He's like, I want to do karate, you know? Out of shape and everything. I wish I would have brought my bong. <laughs> Take a moat. All this, Take a moat. All this moat talk. So we got Elvis doing some little demonstrations. Man, that's great. What we needed. Look at him. Look at how fucking high he is. He has tape on his hand from when he was in the hospital right before this, because he fucking almost overdosed. And he still has. How many times did he overdose? I don't know. Must overdose a lot. Look hella high. So, I'd like to demonstrate, first of all, the power, the inner power called the chi, the C-H-I, or the P-I, chi, or in India, it is called Dharma, D-H-A-R-M-A. It's the inner force, the life within all of us, causes us to breathe. Uh-huh. They can pay to listen to Elvis Presley talk about chi, chi and Dharma. That's right. No black belt, no nothing. Look at that. Look at how fucked up he is. Man, his eyes don't even look the same shape. No, he's just like, uh, just all sweaty. He pushed him over with his neck? Interesting. I fucking hate that shit. Very intriguing. I hate fake martial arts shit. Yeah, pretty much. That's why I brought up Steven Seagal. He's the fucking worst. Yeah, he's the worst. Absolutely. Uh, 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 John Claude Van Damme was my favorite action movie star. That dude was dope. Yeah, he was a pimp. Because I remember the Street Fighter movie. He was. He was in Street Fighter. Yeah, the Chun Li. Uh, or are yeah. you talking about the old Street Fighter movie? No, the one from like from the nineties. He played Ryu? Uh, no, he played, uh, yeah, he's in it, main dude. Okay, I do remember that. Who did he play, though? Guile. Oh, he played Guile? Yeah. Who played, wasn't Wesley Snipes in that? Um. Nope. No. Who plays the black guy? Because I want to be the black guy from uh, Street Fighter, maybe for Halloween. Here, let me look up the IMDb. That'll be better. The who? IMDb. It's a better site for the Wikipedia. So it'll show us pictures of everybody. I want pictures of the cast, motherfucker. There it is. Yeah, right there. Look, go up the top. Go. What is that called? Right there with Wesley Snipes. To the left. Oh, that's Dennis Rodman. I'm tripping. Uh, double Team with Dennis Rodman. <laughs> That's Dennis Rodman. Dude, I totally forgot about that movie. The whole time I'm thinking it was freaking uh, Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes? Yeah. With green hair? Yeah. <laughs> because he has this little thing, right? Like the commando thing that uh, like Rambo wears with the little commando hat. Because mm-hmm. you know the little hat I wear? Well, I was going to get the little commando hat, but wear it backwards with the thing like Wes- like, like Dennis Rodman. <laughs> like Wesley Snipes. <laughs> Dennis Rodman. Rodman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> double Team? I think I'll have to watch that today. Yeah, dude, I totally forgot about... Hey, let's watch the trailer for Double Team real quick. That's crazy. Because I totally forgot about this movie. I really thought that was Wesley Snipes. 
Shows up. They may have their own styles. Who does your hair? Sick fit or Roy. And their own skills. Who's hairball? But now that they're partners, I look at you, I see nothing but trouble. I kind of like trouble. It's double. Dude. This movie's active. Yeah. I totally forgot about this shit. That's definitely watching that today. Yeah. I remember I had that VHS. I remember that the cover. Don Carl Van Damme is still my favorite action actor. I remember like going through my movies and seeing that cover all the time. How many VHSs do you have? Well, I mean, not now. I have none now. I mean, I'm like period. when I was younger. Yeah, I don't have any here. I shouldn't have any right now. Period. Yeah, nobody should. <laughs> not in the real. Not even a DVD. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised. My, used to be, I've been surprised on how many people still got CDs. Yeah. That's surprising. That's that's the last thing that I can't let go of, even though I never use them. I still have two books of CDs that are just like on, on my shelf in my closet that never get used. Because everything's on a flash drive in my car. So yeah. I don't need it. But if I ever lose my flash drive, then I'll have all my music still. But it's like, I just download it all. I, don't, I use Spotify. Why the fuck would I? I got everything on my email. Yeah. Like... Like all the music you'd like to listen to? Oh, no, no. Like oh, you're talking know? about that. Oh, I'm talking... Everything is... Damn. Sorry, folks. Sorry. <laughs> no, I, uh, everything on Spotify. Yeah. Oh, I do... I keep. I got like 7,000 on Spotify. Yeah. So it's like, why the fuck... Why would I need actual hard copies of music? It's low-key. But... I'll be making fun of everybody that go on YouTube. <laughs> what? To listen to music? Yeah. I don't understand... Because I don't like having to stop what I'm doing and typing... I just gotta let, let's just keep the music flowing. Yeah, it's good when, like, cause I, I have, I pay for Spotify, but before I paid for Spotify, when it would just play random, it would always do shuffle play and throw in other stuff. So if you actually want to hear a song, if you're like, Hey, I want to hear this song or this album, then YouTube's the way to go. But just pay for Spotify, you cheap bastard. It's just $10. It's $9.99. Yeah, to have fucking, Every album ever made in your fucking pocket. I just heard T.I.'s new album, Dime Trap. Yeah. That's slap. It's slap, like a motherfucker. And if you want, you can listen to T.I.'s first album. Like and it. anything in between, because they're all on there. It's you like can listen to everything. every Michael Jackson album. Mm-hmm. Luther. Yeah. Drizzy. Yeah. Shout out, Drizzy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, word. Well, um, where can uh, where can people find you at? Your social medias and whatnot. Alright, uh, Facebook, Eric White, parentheses, Detroit. Okay. Uh, Instagram, Zab underscore Zuda. I try to go live and freestyle whenever, every chance I get. I'll try to go live everything. Uh, Snapchat is D7 underscore mile 313. The name that you will see is Casino Desire. Cause I'm about my casino chips and I'm all that she desires. <laughs> <laughs> And last but not least, my sound my SoundCloud is Zap Zuda. Z-A-B-Z-U-D-A. Boom. Well, there it is. Make sure that you go and follow him everywhere or on the one that you use. And uh, there's going to be plenty of new music coming out soon. And make sure you go and listen to somebody. Because everybody's looking for somebody. That's right. Somebody. Somebody. Go find it. It's 99 cent. That's 99 pennies. It's actually not out on digital distributors yet, so it's just on SoundCloud. Yeah, but yeah. So you pay, you could do that for free. Yeah, just for play free. It for free on SoundCloud. 
The link will be in the description of this podcast. Yeah, on the real. Tell your friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Let's just keep it going because I'm going to keep it going all week. That's it. Grassroots. That's how we do it. Yes, sir. All right. Well, thank you for joining me, Detroit. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. We'll have you on again. Thank you for having me. Anytime. And uh, everybody out there, thank you for listening. We love you. Stay blessed. Peace. Deuces. Natural Habitat Recordings.